Party. Paul, it's nice to have you back. Oh, so nice to be back. Tell me about your vacation. Well, first, I did nothing. Uh-huh. And then, we're not allowed to do anything, so continued to do nothing. And that was that. And that was, uh, and that was it. Yeah, awesome, dude. Went to Ubo, actually. Do you know about Ubo? Ubo, no. It's up near Lake Cowichan. It's a very cute little oh, community. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, a friend of ours had a like an abandoned cabin. I shouldn't say it's an abandoned cabin. It's they live in it. They just weren't away for the weekend. So oh. I went to stay in the cabin while they weren't there. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. Nice little place. Right across from the lake. Did some skinny dipping. A dog bit me. It was great. It was a oh, great vacation. Do you want to talk about the dog bite? No. How did it happen? Well, the dog was just nervous around me. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's like I'm a big scary guy with a twirly mustache and gigantic, right? Mm-hmm. And just I made the doggy nervous, so he spit me right in the leg. Yeah, we'll talk about more of that in the podcast, I believe, too. Okay. We'll get more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, how it was no one's fault. It was no one's fault. Yeah. I don't blame the dog or the owner. Both or of you guys are okay. The dog and you. I haven't checked in with the dog actually since the weekend, so I should probably check in. But I'm fine. I do have a nip. You were surprised I wore shorts this week, and you like were surprised I had a broken skin. Yeah, that was like quite a little puncture. Whatever, just put a little polysporin on it. So I say now, but next full moon, then what what happens? I know what happens. So I, I missed while I was gone. I'm all the commentary about the dumb things. Oh yeah, I didn't talk about it. Why? Yeah, there Why was like a lot of like there was just like you know what honestly mm. I wasn't in the best like mental headspace mm-hmm. these last couple weeks mm-hmm. I was feeling really low and um, mm, I tend to when I'm not ready to like argue with people um, on the internet or just over the text line I tend to make the content a little bit more. Um, just I'm just aware of the content that I put out there because I'm like, okay, I know this is a hot button topic. Do I want to talk about it right, right. now? Am I in the place mentally to actually do it justice and also like have those kind of open conversations with people? And honestly, I wasn't. Yeah, so I was fair. just kind of like, okay, you know what? People already know about it. it I'm not going to add anything to this, right. so I'll just take the the passenger seat on this one kind of thing. Good for you for knowing that and for – I don't think you were misserving or underserving anybody because it, it is such a silly, stupid conversation. Of course, what I'm talking about is while I was gone, there was uh, the Lola Rabbit thing came out that the Lola Rabbit cartoon in the new Space Jam movie will be desexualized, talking about the uh, – um, Dr. Seuss had a few books that are mm. no longer going to be in print. All of this stuff, by the way, is so dumb. Mm. It's it's like, it's dumb, but also it's part of a very interesting conversation. To be upset about it, to be constantly talking about it, because um, some news outlets have, to distract from like real things going on, they're trying to manufacture this false outrage about like, can you believe Dr. Seuss is canceled? It's like, so what? Just um, move on. To, He's but, not canceled. What about just... the stimulus checks? But this is just, 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 don't take me to be about Dr. Seuss, they're coming for you next. Mm. I was like, What? I think, like, it's just going to come to the... Okay, I don't know. I... Hmm. How do I talk about this? Because I do think that, like, these issues are, like, yeah, we're noticing that things are racist, and that's excellent, and we're trying to move past and grow and move on. But there's some people who feel um, like it is an attack on them and what they're doing or or whatever, that we shouldn't pay so much attention to it. And I'm just like, yeah, if it's a problem, just get rid of it. Let's keep it casual and move on. You know? Like, if it is something that you're thinking about and you don't want to... 
I don't know. I just find that, yeah, it's not something that we need to make a big deal about. No. It's like, okay, we're going to change, what is it, Lola the Rabbit? Lola the Rabbit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's... <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, just yeah, do yeah. that. But don't make a big deal out of it. Exactly. Just the movie comes out and don't make a big deal. Okay. Here's what I found interesting about these two cases, though. Mm-hmm. First with the Lola Rabbit, and I'm very interested to hear what you have to think about this as a strong, empowered female woman yourself. Oh. Um, the Lola Rabbit, they were like, we're going to desexualize the rabbit. In the original Space Jam, it was like the, her whole thing was that she was very, very sexy. She was and, a sexy rabbit, yeah. Right? And they were like, eh, we don't really need that. And I would think, oh, add okay, that's probably a good choice. Let's, mm-hmm. yeah, let's stop that. But then the flip side of that was women were like, okay, so all you did was remove her breasts. Really? That's what they did? Well, she's like, her uniform covers <sighs> her now. But, but then they were saying like, okay, well... Having breasts isn't inherently sexy. No. Okay, I'm a woman with breasts. I saw one woman tweeting. I can't just remove them to desexualize myself. So to just remove them from this cartoon rabbit sends a very weird message. Um, what is sexualized is how people react to someone who is wearing whatever ah. they want and who has body parts that are boobs. <laughs> That's where the problem is. Is like, how are the other characters treating Lola the rabbit when she looks a certain way? Wow. And I think that's where the problem is. She doesn't need to change, baby. She can wear whatever the fuck she wants when she plays basketball. If that's what she's comfortable wearing, then that's it. Why are we changing her? That's like saying like Britney Spears, for example. It's like, okay, she is a 19-year-old who's expressing her sexuality and is learning about herself as like a growing woman. And instead of telling her to change and telling her to do this, why don't we talk to our kids and talk to the public and change the conversation around that sort of thing? That's what should have been done. I mean, are the characters still going to sexualize Lola? That's where the problem is. Fuck, bangerang, Jenny West. This is exactly what I want to talk to you about. So that's interesting. Mm. That's neat to me. And then still with the Looney Tunes, they're just not going to have Pepe Le Pew in this movie because, let's be honest, Pepe Le Pew, that's a pretty rough message to send to little kids that you just kiss and kiss and the, that cat didn't want to be kissed but Peppy just kept on kissing oh, yeah. that's not good sorry I've only seen like Space Jam once I actually watched it recently but I fell asleep um, so I don't know like all the characters and all the the background oh, really? behind it but that's what Peppy did that was his thing was like I'm not, just gonna kiss you it doesn't matter what you say you don't, you're not really familiar with Peppy Le Pew mm-hmm. he was a skunk right and the mm-hmm. joke was this was from, from cartoons from decades ago the The joke always was there was this black cat and she got like a white stripe down her back mm-hmm. and so Peppy Le Pew is a skunk and he would mistake her for a girl skunk and so he would like kiss her you would yeah. be in love with her and kiss her and she was trying to get away from him because he's a skunk right, he's stinky right. and that was the whole and he would chase her all in love with her and then hold her down and, and yeah. kiss her and it's just like okay I see what the joke is mm-hmm. skunk stinkiness I understand but, but mixed within that there's like a real mixed you know power dynamic consent yeah, thing consent. going on that is a mixed message to send to kids oh, totally and maybe we don't do that anymore and that's fine well you could still have Pepe Le Pew but maybe he friggin learned a lesson about his <laughs> actions how yeah, about sure. that uh, the other thing then is the Dr. Seuss thing okay. where now look again like I'm not here for the conversation of like Dr. Seuss was cancelled whatever no 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 these books these certain books which have like very racist uh, depictions in them mm-hmm. are just no longer going to be in print, and that's okay. But this is the other side of this conversation that I've heard is that like 
Those books are very much a part of American history, which guess what is racist. Very racist. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't want to have the books in print, that's one thing. But to try and like shove this under the carpet is no good. Rather, these books should maybe be put into an archival space where, you know, it's like, yeah, we're not reading them to kids and showing them these awful, heinous depictions anymore. But we do have this on record uh, of what. The, even this beloved book and author, mm-hmm. bo- book uh, author, um, depicted. And we can learn a lesson from that, but we don't need to profit on it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. I mean, I'm I'm not missing it. Like, I'm not missing Dr. Seuss. You're not missing Pepe Le Pew. You don't even know who this guy was. I don't really care. Um, but no, I think you do make a good point where it's like, okay, this is something that happened and we have to acknowledge it. We can't mm. just pretend that it didn't happen. Um, what's the best way to do that? And I'm not entirely sure what the best way to do that is. I think it's just like people, it's not like being canceled. It's just like, oh, hey, look at this thing that we did. Let's learn from this and move forward. How can we move forward in like a way that shows that we're not like this anymore and that we're learning. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that's what I find is the main thing is that it is an interesting conversation to have, mm-hmm. but the yelling and the screaming and the outrage and like, can you believe they're canceling that? If you're getting upset about any of these things, you're, you're blowing it. This is not, a, this is not the opportunity and just an excuse to scream and yell at anyone who's different or, or has a different view than you. It's actually a great opportunity for a, a dialogue and a conversation. Mm-hmm. Instead of a, like, and I, I find with, like, the whole cancel culture thing is, yeah, the people who are getting very upset about it. And I understand there are, like, there are times where you're like, okay, that that's a little ridiculous. That's a little ridiculous. But it's also like, okay, but why is it really ridiculous? When I think that way, I'm like, why do I think that's ridiculous? Mm. Okay, I need to do some research on this because... I might be part of the problem. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. maybe I have some learning to do. Maybe I don't know the whole story. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. Um, so then I take that opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to dive into this a little bit more because right now I'm outraged and I don't know why. <laughs> um, so I see a lot of that. And then there's also just like freedom of speech, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's one of the arguments. But it's like, okay, yeah, there's freedom of speech, but there's also consequence and there's always been consequence. And w- what are we just supposed to forget about consequence? Yeah, well, a thousand percent. Yeah. And and again, this this wasn't even that. No, this, right? Like nothing. This no. happened in the last couple of weeks. It feels like was a consequence of anything. It was just people reckoning with their own um, history and just being like, man, we we've decided not to do that anymore. It's like if it like that's actually the opposite of consequence or mm-hmm. cancel culture. It, when you get to make the decision to be better yourself, that's something we all – to even have that opportunity is a great gift. Mm-hmm. And we should all hope to be doing that every day. I hope that in like tiny little baby ways every morning I wake up slightly better than the dumb asshole I was yesterday. Oh, fuck. I was such a dumb <laughs> asshole yesterday, you know? like I look back at some of the views that I had and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that I've learned. I've learned a bit. And I can't wait to learn more because I still feel like I'm not there yet, you know? I have been on a weird <laughs> habit of looking at my Facebook memories oh now. Oh, gosh. And I am so embarrassed with every single thing that I did, said, and looked like in the last 12, 15, 14, 15 years of yeah. having Facebook. <laughs> I was like, why did I dress like that for so long? Why did I say it? What, did I think that was funny? Like, yeah. everything's awful. I'm sure that in one year from now... 
I will listen to this and be embarrassed by what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I, oh, the other day I was listening to one of my old podcasts and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, stop, 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 stop. Enough, enough. So it's like I just want to delete everything in my past because yeah, yeah. I'm ashamed of it. But I'm also like, okay, you can see the growth if you just follow me along in the journey. You know? Yeah. All you can do is live in the present. Yeah, dude. That's right. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please enjoy the rest of it. We are not going to be having a podcast next week. Or the week after, right? Oh, no. We can do one in the week after. Yeah. Yeah. Schedules are a little wild right now. So next week, no. Week after, we'll talk to you then. Hey, it's International Women's Day. Look at that. Happy Women's Day, Jen. Thank you. As you know, we're playing a lot of female artists on The Zone today, which is so great. Do you know how to spell woman? Uh, yeah, I do. W is for, whoa, there's a lot of great music made by women. O is for, oh my God, would you listen to this song? It was written and produced by a woman. M is for, music is better when a woman gets involved. E is for, every band should have at least one woman in it. N is for... Next year, I'll bring you donuts. I forgot to bring you donuts to celebrate today. I'm mad at you. Welcome back, Paul! Oh, I need to turn on your Thank mic. You. It's been Did a- you forget it? <laughs> it came out of the habit of turning on the other microphone. Yeah, Hi. it's been two weeks since you've been on air, so I've, I haven't been turning on your microphone. <laughs> You know, when you're not here, I, I turn on your microphone. I do for the first it's few like days. Lighting a little candle just for my Jenny's gone. Just in case his spirit wants to say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Thanks, bud. Yeah, good, nice so good you. to be here. God, it's boring when you guys take a vacation pandemic. It's nothing to do. What am I supposed to do? You know what I did? What? You know, the little cutie pie mental health walk you're supposed to take every day? Mm-hmm. Took two of them. Good for you. Two walks a day. That's the minimum now, baby. What was your walk? Did you have a podcast, have a coffee? Yeah, that's exactly it. And then, you know, once in a walk, like, for, like, three hours down to Willow's Beach and back. How oh, wonderful. my gosh. How wonderful. It's a good town to walk in. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone's talking about um, today the uh, Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I've only seen little clips of it because I don't have, like, a proper TV and cable and everything. No, me neither. But uh, if you're interested, uh, I use the global app on my Apple TV, and apparently it, I think it went on there this morning. So okay. I know that's how we're spending our evening tonight, watching this thing on TV. Yeah, I've just been seeing a lot of people, yeah, chirp about it, gossip about it, um, have their opinions and everything. But I'm just really interested in the talk around just the future of the royal family and what that's going to look like because, I mean, we are... Paying into the royal family, right? Well, we have financial ties here in Canada. Yeah, yeah certainly. And that's the that's the great... I, people love to be like, I don't care. I don't want to listen to this gossip or who cares about these people or the royals or anything like that. And I, I listen, I, I get that. I get you on that one for sure. But... Yeah, we should keep in mind that we have these financial ties. There, there, there is money being sent, and we are supporting this institution still. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's kind of neat just to even if you don't want to sit down and watch the whole long hour long thing. Mm-hmm. Let's think about what they're talking about, what they're doing, what what is the the vibe and the situation and the culture around this family still. Right, and whether this is going to kind of shift what the future looks like yes. for the family. So yeah, I'm in, I'm interested uh, to listen to that interview again. Was that on the Global app? That's the one. Cool. This morning was a very busy morning for a lot of BC residents as the camping for provincial spots is now open, like the reservations. I am never um, this well well organized, like in advance. Like I never think about what I'm going to be doing in the summer, so I always miss it. Never, never, yeah. ever. And <laughs> from all, I always hear from my like outdoorsy uh 
organized friends mm-hmm. that it's busy, but I don't know if it's any more busy this year. I think last year they did, they crashed the website, obviously, because people got nothing else to do, so they'd be happy to go out camping, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very similar this year. It's been very difficult to get. It's like... This is our lining up for concert tickets. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, it took uh, some people a few attempts to get into the website. And I believe like the Easter weekend uh, weekend is all booked up pretty much across the board. And you can expect, yeah, those busier weekends to be all booked up by now. Oh, I can imagine. I wish I had some advice for you on what to do otherwise if you (laughs) wanted to go camping. My only advice, my only tip is make friends with those organized people. Yes, there you go. Because they've got room on their side. I'll just bring a camp... A tent and a package of hot dogs, and right, we're, we're friends. There you go. Hi, it's Paul, and welcome back to me. Now, <laughs> uh, I'm back from vacation, a couple of weeks off, and uh, I'm going to write up a little um, journal entry of what I did on my vacation. Do you know what I did get done? What's that? Bit by a dog. Oh no! A dog, a dog, a doggy bit me Uh-oh. on my vacation, oh. and I just. I want to nobody's fault and I really don't want I hope that the owner who is his owner uh, mm-hmm. might be listening right now says she's been listening to the afternoon zone a bunch lately Aww, I don't sweet. want her to hear this and be sad mm-hmm. that I talking because it wasn't the dog's fault it wasn't my fault it wasn't her fault it wasn't anybody's fault just doggy bit me yeah it's been a long time since I got bit by a dog yeah that's wild so um <laughs> I mean I've never yeah bitten bitten by a dog but I have noticed you know there are these like and it's in the news right now that there are a lot of um, reality TV shows about dog training. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker for a good reality TV show, especially if there's a before and an after. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like really into like this car restoration show right now. <laughs> and I was watching this one dog training show, but I did feel weird watching it mm-hmm. because it was like a dog who was clearly, you know, had a traumatic life and had these behavioral issues, but it was clearly not, you know, its fault. Right. That it was like yeah, that. Yeah. And then it like the trainer comes in and shows how great the dog can be. But it was like vigorous training. It kind of seemed a little spooky for the dog. Sure, yeah. But then it would turn out to be, you know, a dog that was well behaved. Um, but the SVCA has come forward. That's right. And just just a, a little reminder to everybody that, yeah, these shows get made. Who mm-hmm. knows, right? I mean, there's shows probably still on the air right now you could tune into that are like five, ten years old. Right. And dog training methodologies and uh, knowledge has advanced yes. since then and they're like these may not be best practices you could be watching a 10 year old dog training TV show without even knowing about it mm-hmm. and then just take that advice when for real there is much better advice to have so there's something better you should do if you want to get up to date training techniques for dogs yeah so the BC SBCA have actually come out with some tips for anyone who has watched these reality TV shows and they're questioning you know their training methods yeah. they have some very simple tips for you uh to kind of like get in touch with your dog's body language and behaviors and see if it needs some trainings and then some like humane ways to train your dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish I would have seen this before I got bit by a dog this weekend. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of talk about uh, vaccine these days, obviously. And I was saying to Arts, he was like, I'm here for it. If you want to tell me 100 vaccine stories all day, I find that fascinating. I mean, this is this is our life-defining story, COVID-19, the pandemic that we're all living through. Mm-hmm. And the vaccine is the, like, very positive coming out of this tremendously negative thing that we've been dealing with for the past couple of years now, mm-hmm. right? Or, or past one year. Here's a fun story, though. Some apes at the San Diego Zoo now have all received their COVID-19 vaccines. Oh, my God. 
gosh, I didn't know apes could get COVID-19. Yeah, apparently apes, the great apes in zoos, have to get, like, flu shots. They got to get vaccines for measles. Interesting. Now, how would you administer a vaccine to an ape, Jen? What what would you think about? Imagine it's your, you've got your needle, you're in your lab coat, you're yeah. a zoologist or what have you. How would you do that? I mean, the same way you would do it at a doctor's office, I would assume, or okay. a pharmacy. Uh-huh. You just put it in their arm. But, oh, I, but, but I mean, you but know. you can't uh, explain to an ape now. This is a needle going in your arm. It's all good. An ape will, like, tear you apart. I mean, the people who have to deal with, you know, giving vaccines on a regular basis, sometimes people have tantrums and don't want <laughs> vaccines and, you know, are afraid of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think they could figure it out. Treats and juice, apparently, is the way they do it. That's how they do it with humans. Right? They waggle a <laughs> banana or whatever the treat is. Yeah. And juice, have a juice box, Coco. And then the, mm-hmm. the ape drinks the juice. And then when they're not looking, they, they get the needle in the arm. Here's the other thing, too. Before you get mad, what the heck? How come an ape is getting a vaccine and I still don't? Is, is America, right. is the U.S. really kicking our ass that hard at vaccines? <laughs> These are special ape vaccines. So they're not the same ones that we're getting from like Pfizer or AstraZeneca. No, these are not the Johnson and Johnson vaccine <laughs> that got taken away from you and your grandma and given into an ape. These were developed by a veterinary pharmaceutical company. Cool. Daylight savings is coming up this weekend, and Paul, now's the time. You can start arguing again. We do this every time. Go ahead. No, 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 I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it to you or to us or our show or anybody. I'm not going to fight about daylight savings this year. I feel like this is my time. I need to be silent. Were you silent or were you silenced? You know what, Oprah? I don't want to get into it. There's been a lot of crying. Was there a situation where she might have cried? or? She- no, Oprah. I was the one that was crying. Wait, hold, hold up. Wait a minute. Listen, Oprah. What we really want is for there not to be clocks at all. What? Who is having that conversation? Narcity, they came out with this... Uh, Narcity? Yeah. This was like a website. The website, Narcity. They, they. This is where I'm getting the information from. Go on. Uh, okay. Um, but it was actually done. Like the study itself was done by Rates.ca, and they put in a list what is the most um, livable places in um, Canada. On planet Earth. Oh, Canada. In just Canada. Only. Okay. Yeah. So where would you think would be like the most livable place? Like the most popular place to live? Oh gosh, probably a house, and then second would be apartment. <laughs> Cabin would be on the list. I'm talking places, Paul. Oh, cities. You know, I was Towns? thinking like Township? Ontario would probably, you know, get all the love because they usually get all the love. Oh, I find when everyone oh, talks yeah. about Canada, they're like, oh yeah, Toronto and Ontario. Oh, yeah, that's Sault really cool. Saint Marie, Sudbury. You got to live in Windsor, dude. Well, I'm happy to say that BC had five places on the top ten. Whoa! Yeah, this province is half the list. Yeah. So Penticton was on there. We had uh, Rossland on there. Kelowna was on there mm-hmm. and number one on the list, no. most livable what? city. Uh? Langford, BC! Langford! Congratulations, Langford. That was uh, awesome. I could absolutely see it. Langford, in the last bunch of years especially. Yes. Mwah, cutie. Yes. It oh is my God. so close to Victoria, BC, which is such a huge tourist attraction, right? You're 15 minutes away now that the Colwood Crawl is all cleared up. You know think what it, I mean? Yeah, I think of it this way because I am you know, grew up on the mainland, okay? So if... And I grew up out in Langley, mm-hmm. which is like the Langford of the mainland. Yeah. To go from, to. yeah, like suburbia and everything. Mm-hmm. To go from Langley to Vancouver, the city center, uh, it took me like 
an hour and a half. Right. Okay, to sit in that crazy traffic. But in Langford, similarly, to have a house, you know what I mean, which you could never afford downtown, mm-hmm. uh, and then do that commute is now it's like 20 minutes. Like, that's the difference into the downtown core. Big difference. Never mind the fact that Langford seems to be so gung-ho on being like, ah, you know what? Don't even do the commute. We'll just... Let's put jobs and government yes. office buildings, all kinds. Let's put it right near where you live in Langford. They're getting great pubs out there. There's lots to do out there. Whenever I want a fun time, I'm heading out to Langford. Go to the Legion for some wrestling. Bowling alley. Western Soccer feeding eh. fields. Um, Darcy's West Shore. Darcy's West Shore. <laughs> oh, the list goes on. So congratulations, Langford, for being the most livable places to live in Canada. Wow. Heck Yeah. While I was away on vacation, I guess it came down uh, that the uh, decision was made about Clover Point, mm-hmm. and it was a so so it was wild to me. The more I thought about it, and I and there was all this discussion online. I was kind of half following, and I saw that video of how windy it is down there. Did you see the video the the, the family made, and they were like having a picnic at Clover Point, <laughs> and they were trying to pour the water, and then the water was it was so windy, the water was like blowing from the bottle. Oh, really? Sideways into a cup, and it was a great video. And as much as I, you know, don't like being like, they should never change anything ever, I was like, yeah, wait a minute. It is best to just drive down there in your car, make out, and leave and have a place to park for anybody. Yes, for people with disabilities, but for anybody, like, that's maybe the best use of that space Mm -hmm. year round. I was like, if you want to put up, Picnic tables, benches, Adirondack chairs, or make more space for events when Mm -hmm. it is nice and not crazy windy. There's still room for that. There's a big patch of grass. Right. Yeah. Why why don't we take away the parking? Oh, I'm I'm surprised that you switched on this. I came back around. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing the city's doing. Hey, I mean, like a a lot of people have been going back and forth with their opinion on it. And uh, yeah, they did come to a conclusion, I think. It's like half. It's it's a compromise. yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So I had a neighbor come up to me in the same building as me. Yeah. Does like the, um, like, you know, maintenance on the property. Okay. And he goes, I found a, a dead raccoon. And I was like, oh no. Mm. What did you do with it? He's like, I just threw it in the trash. Oh. Last week. And I was like, I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do with that. And then I realized I have no idea what you're supposed to do with that. I'm sure there's a number to call, right? You call the city. If anyone knows what the proper way to dispose of like a dead animal on your property, let me know because I'm curious. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I remember one time there was a dead deer right at the side of Durant's Lake. Mm-hmm. I was out there and I think we like, yeah, that we looked it up. There was a number to call. Oh, okay. And they were like, okay, we'll take care of it. And then I watched that deer slowly turn into a skeleton over the summer. Oh, my gosh. Poor thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's the way of life, I guess. Um, Thank you so much, Zoners, for texting in. you got to call Animal Control, and they will dispose of it properly. And you also want to make sure you wear gloves. Don't just touch it because there's diseases and sicknesses and stuff like that, of course. Don't touch it at all. Don't Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk to Animal Control. We don't have much to do there. But (laughs) this kind of brings me to the conversation about, like, just waste on your property in general. Uh, The... City Council is actually looking to talk about yard waste curbside pickup. Because as of right now, we just have, you know, the organic. So you're like your kitchen scraps, which a lot of people think yard waste can go in there, but it's not supposed to. You're not supposed to. No. No. The ones in my house are full of yard waste right now. That's bad. See, I've done that before. I didn't know. And I got the sticker saying that you have to actually drop it off physically. There is no curbside pickup for yard waste. No guff. I never got a sticker. Oh, I get stickers all the time for my property because we don't know how to do anything. (laughs) 
We are getting a sticker this week. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that is going to be discussed on Thursday. So we could be hearing some news about yard waste curbside pickup in the near future here in Victoria. Honestly, that's great. As a person who's going from, I drive a truck right now, mm-hmm. to I'm going to go into a non-truck. Mm. That would stress me out, d- dropping off my own yard waste. Oh, right. And so many people have a little bit of yard, but no truck to haul their waste. Right. So how wonderful. Yeah. Public art is so tricky because most people usually hate it. The one successful public art sculpture I've ever seen was when I was in Chicago. I went to see The Bean. Oh, yeah. Which is a big, gigantic reflective bean people love that bean they go to see it everyone gets a selfie all kind of you know warbly warped get your selfie in the bean call it it's great can you name another public piece of art that people like oh totally i mean if i think about the ones down um in vancouver like english bay Mm -hmm. all those uh people with like they're all in different positions and they're like hiding their face and covering their mouth or whatever okay yeah people like to take photos with that it's the ones that are kind of interactive and allow for photos that i think people really like that's true yeah i remember in vancouver too in like uh false creek olympic village there's a big giant birds that always get get a kick out of that i was like oh look how big a bird is and we have some good ones here in Victoria. I mean, they just moved that, uh, that like, kind of dandelion-looking uh, <laughs> yeah. sculpture right by the Johnson Street Bridge there in this, like, triangle of greenery and trees, and it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I like to see that. Yeah, and then Vancouver's got that poodle on a stick. You ever see that one? Yeah. it's <laughs> wild. I hated That's it fun. until I was like, uh, it's so stupid that now I love it. So uh, Vancouver now has this new piece of art, and people are thinking that it is just incredibly relatable. It is like a, what looks like a young boy just kind of bent over, like hunched over with mm-hmm. just like a mischievous grin on his face. And a lot of people just say it looks like an exhausted person. Yeah, I like think it's, putting your hands on your knees, yeah, doubled over, like you just, just like, finished a big <gasps> run, you're exhausted, yeah. Yeah, people are really relating with that uh, because of the pandemic obviously um and i i can relate to that i think that's a great piece of art to add and they're doing a whole bunch of new like interactive art pieces in vancouver which is cool to see sweet um thinking about other pieces of art that could be relatable mm-hmm. what would you like to see for victoria yeah hmm. that's a good question um maybe like someone just like staring at a wall that's pretty relatable these days <laughs> Yeah. Someone who's uh, on the couch, you know, watching TV or the TV's on, but they're just not scrolling on their phone. Ah, yeah. One of my classic moves is like me half lying down, terrible posture. I've got my laptop on my belly and my cat is on my legs. Yes. I think another one would just be someone in fetal position. Just like, stop with this. I'm done with it. (laughs) I love it. It's tricky to get something that everybody is going to get behind, but Carmen's on his own phone right now, and she knows one. got installed in Edmonton. It's a bronze statue of Bob and Doug McKenzie. And I can't wait until I head into Edmonton next time because I am totally going to go sit with them and get my picture taken. Ah, it's in Edmonton. That's right. That's like the perfect Canadian statue. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's so wonderful. Thank you for letting us know about this. It will never yeah. be overlooked again. Exactly. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Okay, fine. Talk about it. Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Talk about the cocaine bear. I know nothing about this, so go for it. Well, listen, you're just going to be hearing a lot about cocaine bear. 
tonight because it's like blowing up all over the place. But apparently there's going to be a movie made. Elizabeth Banks is mm. going to uh, direct a thriller, a bear-centric thriller. Oh my gosh, cool. I love Elizabeth Banks, first of all. I love bears. I love thrillers. I love where this is going so I far. I knew you would like this. Okay, continue. The film is based on true events from 1985 when a 170-pound bear accidentally consumed over 70 pounds of cocaine oh that was dropped from a plane by a smuggler. Whoa. And then it just went on a rampage, or what happens? Well, I think you can just imagine what would happen for 175 pounds, which is not that big of a no, bear, it's actually. Not, yeah. It's a little baby bear uh, when it sniffs up 70 pounds of cocaine. Aw, I hope it has a happy ending. God, I hope so, too. But what kind of a thriller? I'm also hearing not a thriller, but a horror comedy. Mm, okay. So maybe the bear, like, goes nuts and then is, like, killing a bunch of promiscuous campers. I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but I am intrigued. What is it called? Do they have a title for it yet? Yes. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> They're very creative with the title. <laughs> well, that. you know what you're walking into, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly no that. surprises. We're going to sit in the movie theater. What the heck? Bear? Oh, I didn't think this was going to happen. I'm offended. I'm uh, leaving. I want my money back. That's funny. Thank you for talking about that. I'm glad you did. Oh, All what right. a pleasure. I noticed today that the uh, Google Doodle is the celebration. It's like the 143rd anniversary of the invention of the surgical meds. Did I get the ne- number uh, right? No. <laughs> Actually, you didn't get any of it right. <laughs> so it's the 142nd birthday of Dr. Wu Liente, who is the inventor of the early version of the multi-layered surgical mask. That, wow, Jesus, uh, I really whiffed that one. Yeah, you didn't have it in front of you. It's okay, I got your back. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, no, but like that's just so interesting. 140, you know, second birthday um, of this uh, inventor. And, I mean, would we have ever thought that we would be using a surgical mask as well, much as we are now? That's the point. That's what I wanted to get right? at, too. It's like, it's it's very interesting to, yeah, great to be celebrating this guy and he invented this thing. But um, did you ever think you would be wearing a mask in your life as much as we have in the past year or so? And we were talking about just, like, what a weird thing it was when we first decided to put on the mask. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember I bought my first mask. It was to go to grocery stores. You too? Yeah. That was the only thing we were doing anyways. And I remember putting on my mask for the first time going into the grocery store and I was like really nervous about it for some reason because yeah. it just felt so new and scary to me yeah, for whatever uh, reason. Um, not for wearing the mask, but it was just like, oh my gosh, this is what we're doing now. And just that thought crossing my right. mind being like, this is our reality. Oh my goodness. See, I have to get used to this. Yeah, for me it was very opposite because I am always fighting against this reputation of lovable, stupid, idiot goofball. Mm. As just for example. <laughs> but you know, So I was just like, no. Hey, everyone. This to me is I'm showing everyone. I'm taking this thing seriously. Mm. I want to, I want everyone to know that, um, you know, I don't want to spread this virus around. So I'm going to do and get on top of this, you know, uh, thing you can do to prevent. I'm going to wear this mask. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't know, I felt good about it. I mean, the whole thing has been scary and weird but and now here we are all these months later a year into this thing yeah you can't leave the house without it exactly and like looking at my habits now i have this thing where as soon as i get out of my car i put on my masks and um my boyfriend has actually called me out on it he's like we're going in into the home that we live in okay like you don't need to put on your mask to go inside the house that you live in i was like oh right right it's just a habit now but 
decent habit to get into. <laughs> so there you go. Going forward into the future, I foresee two futures for the mask. Either one is we'll never, ever wear them again and hate them and we'll find old ones in our pockets right. and be like, oh, God, remember 2020? Yeah. Remember the stupid pandemic? Or we will. When flu, flu, cold, and now likely COVID season comes around again, we will have, you know, the mask somewhere in our closet to put on once in a while to mm-hmm. go grocery shopping or whatever as a courtesy. You're all about Clubhouse, hey? <laughs> you sent me, I was on vacation yeah. and you were bothering me. I was like, this is two weeks away from you, Jenny. I don't want this. And she's texting me. She's like, uh, hey, here's an invitation to Clubhouse. I was like, cool. Thank you so much. And I just put my phone in the toilet and didn't look at it. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to accept the invitation. I've been looking at my friends list for the last, you know, yeah. few weeks. And you haven't, you haven't responded, but okay, that's but I fine. I feel bad because you are finding a lot of value in Clubhouse, right? Um, Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to it it's another social media platform what i like so much about this one is it just kind of like caters to what i like already which is like audio based media right, right? Yeah. um so what it is it's um yeah it's called clubhouse right now it's invite only because they're working out a whole bunch of like problems with the app and just trying to make it better oh, really? before it's open to android and the public so okay. it's iphone invite only and you get like invites as you are on there longer so that's why you got invited paul thank you um and you can host rooms and have chats so you can talk to like industry professionals or people who have the similar interests as you complete strangers but like across a bunch of industries right it's not just for media or anything oh no yeah Yeah. it's everything i mean i've been in uh boxing rooms we're just talking about the sport of boxing and i've been in you know podcasting rooms where they're talking about like how you can make your podcast audience grow and things like that it's, mm. it's really cool. You're getting almost like master classes for free. Mm. Um, and yeah, people are really jumping on there and it's like really growing in a sense where it's becoming, you know, monetized. People are starting to make money on Clubhouse and everything oh, really? too, which yeah. I can see it going that way. But the one thing that I am noticing mm. about Clubhouse is that they're calling themselves audio influencers uh, okay. if they do well on the app, uh-huh. which is like a new form of like social media influencer i guess and i don't like the term Why? <laughs> i don't know i just don't like it i don't know i think of like us as radio hosts are we considered audio influencers then i don't think we're popular enough no but, <laughs> That's right. but, what, but why why that term i uh, i know do you just want them to just be social media influencers yeah still? i think it is still social media but now it's like a different category of audio influencer where they're gonna be like okay come to my chat we're gonna talk about politics but then i'm also gonna throw in a sponsorship message uh please buy these vitamins that help your hair grow you know right yeah that's how i see it going okay well i'm sorry they're not into it but i absolutely am and so listen <laughs> if you've got a dodgy shady vitamin selling business and you want to team with me paul Bacino, i am happy to shill for that or whatever you want to do sneakers supplements uh, workout games here. I don't know. It's going to be a walking advertisement. If you want, I'm happy to partner with you. Just bone broth, uh, <laughs> like new pizza ovens, whatever it is. I can show any of that stuff. The Northwest Tuesdays has been canceled. They're no longer doing the event here in Victoria or mm-hmm. anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, now, there's been kind of, uh, there's we're still getting information about this from the actual host of the event, mm-hmm. um, but there was a little social media post. You have it in front of you. Yeah, so okay. the 
the person who's been putting this on for the last 21 years mm-hmm. wrote online, a big thank you to Victoria for all the bike lanes. Northwest Deuce Days is history. After 21 years of hosting the event, we've decided to call it quits. Thank you to everyone who supported it. Now, <laughs> so, there is some speculation yeah. online that he's serious with this. That About the, the bike lanes. The bike lanes are a reason why this event will no longer be going forward. I would say, because everyone has reached out to it, like, are you serious? Are you serious yeah, about this? He hasn't actually clarified. I would be very surprised, and I don't really see how additional bike lanes in the town could have contributed to canceling this event, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how that's connected, but I would love to know more about that. But um, it looks like he has come out to different media companies saying that it was actually just, like, way too big at this point. Like, the event really? wow. was just so big, right? It was, like bringing like over a thousand people to the city it was so good for our tourism um but it was a massive event right it took up so many like streets in victoria and brought so many people to the town which was really cool but i mean it must be really stressful you know trying to coordinate uh an event like that so big so they were saying they just wanted to end on a high note and seemed like a high note and also Mm. This year would be kind of hard to do it, I would assume, bringing well, that, that many too, people. Yeah. You know, there's probably a lot of gray area there. So. so here's what I'd like to see is like, yeah, this was a great event. And everyone's mm. saying, too, that like, yeah, it was really well run and organized and everything. And and the place that it took place, too, like right down in the Inner Harbor is a place to line up all those classic cars. Such a historic place. It kind of matches like the perfect backdrop for those cars. Yeah. It's so cool. But listen, it doesn't have to be deuce days going forward. Let's hopefully get another kind of car show that's mm-hmm. that would be an amazing venue for it i uh man cruise in the langley cruise in did you oh, ever hear about that living on the mainland i did yeah every year and <laughs> it was all kinds of classic cars and you would get so many different types out there and it was fun and it was huge for the town of langley on the mainland and why couldn't we do something like that it doesn't just have to be deuces it could be all kinds of classic cars i mm-hmm. love that idea rest in peace to lou ottens you probably know the name he is the creator of the cassette tape. He uh, passed away at the age of 94. Wow. Oh. Right? Yeah, it's so interesting about like thinking of the life of the cassette tape because um, it was really exciting getting a cassette because oh, you yeah. could walk. Remember like the Walkman and everything? Of course. Um, that was super exciting. And then it kind of made a comeback in the last few years for like nostalgic purposes. Sure, and yeah, like, you yeah. know, like the hipster cool bands would release it on, on a cassette tape, which I thought was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I, of course, obviously grew up with cassette tapes and uh, the mm-hmm. customized customizability of them where you could you know record music off the radio and make your little mixtapes and everything was so fun and obviously like I was happy to move on to CDs because the you know quality is not great and everything and and then and then on past that to mp3s never but what I do miss is I actually have a cassette tape here with me and what I miss about the cassette tapes what I love is the sound of them so first right like this little case ASMR happening here. And then, and I also love, after a while, the hinges even would get a little squeaky. See if you pop this up hot, really hot. Yeah. See if you can hear it. Yeah, a little squeaky. It's plastic. Right? And then the actual cassette itself, like the 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 sound of this. Mm -hmm. Right? Of like handling it and and then chunking it into a player. And then when you have to put a pencil in it, okay, that's yeah. me, but right, to, to wind it? Oh, when the tape would like somehow fall out of place, that would be very frustrating. 
All right. Thanks for the noises, Paul. So that uh, <laughs> that's my tribute to Lou Ottens, a creator of the cassette tape. He also helped develop the compact disc. Oh, very cool. Wow, big, big, huge news to start the show with today, uh, only 15 minutes ago. I know, I was listening to Dr. Bonnie's uh, talk today. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk about variants and things happening in the long-term care homes, and I quit paying attention. <laughs> and then she drops this bombshell that, effective immediately, British Columbians can gather outside in groups of up to 10 people. Mm-hmm. These, this is the slow turn of the dial back towards being able to see our friends. Yeah, because we know that the indoor gatherings and yeah, uh, anything like that or like in workplaces and stuff is where the riskiest or where it's the yep. most risky. Yep. Um, so they just decided, yeah, you know, spring break is happening next week. So there's going to be a lot of kids out of school. They're mm-hmm. going to want to hang out with each other. Let's just make sure it's outdoors. And it's the same 10 people, but the less the better, of course. Uh for kids, how great! Yeah. But for you and I, I can't wait to get a rollerblade party going. I, I want to. I already sent a message to my favorite ten people on a group <laughs> chat, being like, "Let's go outdoors immediately." <laughs> uh, there is also a restriction, though, with because Dr. Barney's had an eye on this this whole time. Mm-hmm. Look, taking a look at liquor sales because you don't want people getting like hopped up indoors, and then that can be riskier. So, yeah. uh, liquor store. Uh, the province is going to ban liquor sales at 8 p.m. on March 17th in an effort to limit gatherings on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Yeah. I mean, we had that for New Year's Eve as well. So right. that's pretty expected. But other than that, a little bit more uh, freedom outside. <sighs> Doesn't that feel good? Feels good. Slowly turn that dial, Dr. Bonnie. One click at a time, mm-hmm. but it feels good. A park in Washington had a slide go missing. Just oh, like yeah. a full-on playground slide. Just okay. go Just the missing. slide? Yep, just the slide. Hmm. It just, <laughs> no one knew where it went. Someone had like clearly stolen it. And uh, Washington police were doing a search for um, catalytic converters that had been going missing because you can get a lot of money from those. It's just like, the, attached to the exhaust, right? So sure, yeah, like, yeah. You could just trade it in and get some money. So a lot of those have been going missing on local cars. So they were doing a search of someone's house for some catalytic converters and came across the slide. And they had somehow fashioned it on top of uh, their kid's bunk bed. So the the bunk bed had a slide coming down of it. But, like, not just a regular, like, a full-on playground 400-pound slide coming off of the bunk bed. I have so many questions. First off... Were the catalytic converters there as well? Uh, the no, same they, they didn't find them there. Oh, darn yeah. it. But it led them to this place. It led them to this place. Okay. So <laughs> someone then stole a slide off a playground yeah. so that their kid could have the sweetest set of bunk beds imaginable. Like, could you imagine being a kid and having a full-on playground slide off of your bunk bed? That would be so cool, except for the fact that your dad stole it. I know. Not so I, part cool. of me wishes one day to hopefully be a parent that good. Like Kirsten James today was talking about, be, you know, being a new parent. And it's like, Kirsten, you got to step up your game. You got to go stealing slides from playgrounds. <laughs> On the other hand, yeah, you really did take that away. Steal it, if you would, from yeah. every other child in your community. Oh, so totally. Yeah, no, no good. good. Today was the uh, Infinite Dial uh, webinar, which is uh, the longest-running study of consumer behaviors around media and technology in mm-hmm. America. It's the 25th year they've done this, 24th year they've done this. Interesting. So one really interesting thing that happened this year when they released these numbers, it's Edison Research does all this polling and everything, and they found that for the first time in the history of doing this, Facebook is now 
below 50% of people using it. Oh, wow. Um, it still is the most used social media at 47%, but mm. Instagram and, of course, TikTok made big gains this year, and so people are using Facebook less and less, which to me makes perfect sense. Facebook, to me, is a chore. Yeah. I go on it because I'm addicted to it. Nothing of value is on it. Yeah. I hardly ever, like, I feel like maybe I'm keeping in touch with people a little bit, but, like, I don't feel good about it. It's a lot of misinformation and a lot of angry comments. And, uh, yeah, I know I avoid it at all costs when it comes to my personal use of Facebook. Right? Absolutely. And I've noticed that, you know, I've, I've talked to younger generation, like the Gen Z generation. They're yeah. like, no, we don't have Facebook. I don't, I've never had an account. I'm never going to get an account. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram instead. Oh, that's the other amazing number. People under the age of 34, like, Hardly use it. Twenty only twenty one percent of people under the age of thirty four even use yeah, Facebook anymore. Interesting. Which is very wild. Another nice thing is that they found that seventy five percent of people listen to the radio, and what? only thirty percent of people are listening to podcasts. Oh my gosh, we're so, still in it. Thank you. Still hanging in there. Thank you so much for listening to this radio station. We love you. It pays our bills. Podcasts don't pay anything. <laughs> This is an interesting story, and we'll see what comes from it. But uh, mm-hmm. the B.C. Supreme Court has thrown out a uh, man from Nanaimo's lawsuit for $32 trillion. $32 trillion? Does that amount exist? <laughs> what? Okay. I know. I Yeah, they called it scandalous. That's a great point. We'll come back around to that. So what happened was this guy, you know, unfortunately he was riding his bike. He got hit by a car. Uh. The driver allegedly fled the scene. So the bike rider uh, filed a civil suit against ICBC mm-hmm. uh, claiming physical and emotional injuries. So the things that he wanted from the suit was, as I mentioned, $32 trillion. Okay. Wow. The reconstruction of the entire RCMP, 500,000 shares in Tesla, the suspension of trade between Canada and China, the release of various classified documents, an MRI of his entire body, the dismantling of Transport Canada. He also sought a private meeting with the Queen and cleaning up of the swamp, which was not to find more clearly in the court documents. So he just used this as a platform to have all of his dreams come true? <laughs> like, what? To just, like, yeah. Like, this oh, yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, make a wish. But <laughs> to, to just air all of his grievances with the entire world, no. including the fact that he doesn't currently have $32 trillion. Oh, my gosh. I mean, what do you do with this? Is this allowed? I mean, no. that's, like, the big question, right, is, like, okay, so it's, it's highlighting, you know, the problem within the system is that you can just claim whatever exactly, right? exactly. Um, so i am curious to see like w- if they make any changes with that system and just or just like hope that it doesn't happen again and someone doesn't abuse it like that i hope they look into it a little bit but. so that you can't make <laughs> these kinds of because none of this is happening but yeah. uh, i just love this quote here from the judge when he was dismissing it he said these these claims were scandalous vexatious and otherwise an abusive process yeah hmm. i love tom petty by the way Hey, by the way, yeah, I do too. Coming up, we have What's your, your favorite show. song. Um, none of your business. <laughs> What's your favorite song? <laughs> Don't come around here anymore. <laughs> okay, cool. And the traveling Wilbury stuff. Mm, yeah. Man, I went down a Roy Orbison rabbit hole the other day, like learning about his life, mm-hmm. wild life. His first wife died in a motorcycle accident or something, oh my gosh. and then he, he remarried, and then they died. And then he lost all his money or something like that. And then Traving Wilburys happened. And then I don't think he got a lot of money for that either. And then he, and then he died. 
Whoa. Yeah, it was. Like I'm getting it wrong. But anyways, look up Roy Orbison okay. if you want to see like a really like somewhat tragic but very interesting rock and roll life that a guy lived. Cool. We were just talking about Tom Petty, and I I just asked of you, oh, what's your favorite Tom Petty song? Yeah. And you were like, none of your business. And I thought, <laughs> haha, funny. I didn't realize I was being accidentally sexist. Oh no, you weren't. But it's it's that's a reaction you have like a like an actual reaction because of that classic dumb thing, and you experienced it, right? Mm. Yeah. So like, I always wear you know uh, band T-shirts and stuff like that. And growing up, it would be very common for like a guy to come up to me. And this is generalizing. This is just from my own experience, yeah. and that's why I I react the way that I did there. Yeah, yeah. Was because they would come up to me and be like, "Oh, oh, you're, you know, you're wearing an ACDC shirt, for example. Name one of their songs, or what's your favorite song? Right? And then it put test you, you, yeah. yeah. And, it, and then they're like, you don't actually listen to that band. And it was just something that I grew up with a lot. And I just like, I despise, like, it's one of my pet peeves now yeah. being asked, like." Oh, you like that band? What's your favorite song? Because I'm like, okay, well, are we actually discussing the music? Yeah. Or is it just that you want to test me? And that's, I need to work on that. But that's where that comes from. No, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, no. I, no, didn't, I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. It makes sense. And I just wanted to talk about Tom Petty <laughs> Sorry, songs. no, we talk about the music, I'm, absolutely. I'm mad at these. <laughs> I just find myself always yeah, angry. Yeah, that. these dunderheads from your past that have ruined my ability to ask you about Tom Petty. But another point to that is I don't have any favorite songs for any artist. I have a really hard time picking favorites. Or, or even, like, favorite artists in general. Because of that? No, no, that's just separate. I just find it hard to pick a favorite. No, me too. Yeah. That's right, Terry. Yeah, we are down here at one of the hottest parties for spring break 2021. Spring break! Uh, you can hear the excitement already. We're going to go into the backyard here and uh, talk to one of the patrons. Oh, what's up? Uh, yeah, thanks for coming to my spring break party. We got everything. Oh, what do you got? We got propane fire pit in the driveway. We got lawn chairs set up six feet apart from each other. We got liquor sales closing at 8 o'clock. We got no more than 10 people. It is a rager. Obviously, Terry, you can hear it. You can feel the energy of spring break this year. We know it is going to be a wet and wild spring break in Victoria. I got a sheet hung up, and we're going to project a Zoom call to a different no more than 10-person party of a friend of ours three blocks away. These fellas love safety. At this party, the more masks you're wearing, the more beads you get. It is going to be clean, safe, wet, wild. Oh, and I see you got a kiddie pool set up with soap and water. That's right, but that's just for hand washing. Coming to you live for 2021 Spring Break in Victoria, B.C. Stick with us because coming up we have the hand sanitizer wet t-shirt contest. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.